The top five SERP features to be aware of in 2023 with Bethany Weatherhead. The In Search SEO podcast is brought to you by Rank Ranger, the all-in-one SEO platform that helps skill your business through data and analytics. Hey, it's David. How aware are you of the common SERP features that um, appear for your target keywords? And what are you doing to take advantage of them? That's what we're discussing today with a lady who has over six years of experience in SEO and provides training to many SEO companies, many companies across the UK, including guest lecturing at Warwick University. She's owner and SEO consultant at Ruddy Duck Digital. A warm welcome to the InSearch SEO podcast, Bethany Weatherhead. Hi, thank you for inviting me. Hey, Bethany, thanks for coming on. Well, you can find Bethany over at ruddyduck.digital. Cool brand name, Bethany. Where did that come from? Well, it was just in a pursuit to find a quirky name that sort of stands out. There's no sort of historical story or anything behind it. It was just a case of, you know, trying to find um, something that stood out, something a bit different, of course. Um, yeah. And so far, I've had a positive reception from it. Yeah. So I've started Ruddy Duck Digital probably about six, seven months ago now. It's going really well, providing, you know, consultancy to clients, also helping with other digital agencies with their work. Um, and additionally, also just doing training um, to the clients and individuals um, who are interested to learn all about the world of SEO. And today you're sharing the top five SERP features to be aware of in 2023. So starting off with number one, awareness of SERP features we don't have too much control of. Yes, absolutely. These come in all sort of shapes and sizes and it's always sort of difficult to know whether they're there to stay or whether they'll be just trialled out by Google for a couple of weeks or not. But one that I noticed recently that I found particularly interesting um, was that um, back in January, I was doing Veganuary. And um, so I was typing in vegan shortbread because that was something I was particularly craving. And of course, I got the usual um, expected SERP results. So I got the recipes that came up, you know, from people using, you know, recipe schema, et cetera, on the websites. Um, and then I think I had about one or two normal traditional SERP um, listing results. Um, but then there was an interesting segment that pop up. And um, that segment said, um, find out why vegan ingredients are more sustainable. And this was extracted from the source, um, the UN. And then that opened a drop down, which then opened a whole table of different ingredients and their environmental impact, uh, which I found particularly interesting. At this point, I'm on my mobile. This is taking up the entire screen of sort of statistical information that doesn't lead to a link onto a website or anything like that isn't necessarily directly related um, to what I was searching for either. I was trying to find, you know, vegan shortbread recipes or to buy it. And I was met with all this information. But at the same time, it got me thinking, you know, if I'm trying to say rank for this particular keyword, the whole um, search engine results page is taken up by this result, dominated by the UN, which, of course, is really difficult to be able to compete with to try and get a similar result showing up um, for your little website. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. I think... Whilst we can't necessarily compete and try to claim that type of result for ourselves, it's useful to know that perhaps even if you do say rank third, fourth, you may not see the click-through rate you're expecting to achieve um, from that ranking. Because again, this type of new different SERP feature is appearing above your results and may just take the attention away from the user um, almost altogether. 
Right, okay. I think you answered my follow-up question because my follow-up question was going to be, why do we actually care if we don't actually control or aren't able to control too much of it? But essentially, one of the reasons is if you're ranking third, conventionally, if you rank, rank third, maybe you're hoping for a five plus percent click-through rate to your site, to your web page. But if you're not getting that click-through rate, you might perhaps blame your bad copywriting, your bad title, your bad meta description, something else. But in fact, if you're aware of the SERP, then you can justify why the click-through rate is so bad. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, as mentioned, this may only be sort of trialed out by Google for like a couple of weeks, and then you'll find that the results are, you know, back to sort of roughly what you expected. But yeah, it's always good to have a bit of a Google yourself, preferably in incognito mode, so you get a bit more of an unbiased view of what the SERP looks like. And you can also use tools such as SEMrush to see what the SERP on average does look like for particular keyword terms. Yeah, so if you're trying to rank for a particular keyword term, it's always a good idea to have a bit of a Google to see what the results look like, um, preferably in incognito mode, so you get a bit more of an unbiased appearance of um, what the SERP could look like. You could also use tools such as SEMrush, which give again, give a snapshot idea of what the SERP looks like and just see, you know, are these unusual SERP features appearing? Is that perhaps why the click-through rate for your page isn't as expected? And then you can work around that. You can know that perhaps the click-through rate for this keyword term isn't going to be as high as expected. And you can work through that, whether that's via optimizing another page or trying to gain additional SERP features, such as you know feature snippets, which we'll talk into a little bit later, and different SERP features such as that as well. But we, could, we do actually have you know a fighting chance of being able to appear in. So I just want to stick on that point for one more question. And, and that is, if you actually discover that there's something happening on the SERP that makes it very difficult to compete with that thing, and the, the vast majority of people are going to click on that and see that as the direct answer and not actually consider other search results, is it worthwhile saying, let's not bother to compete for that particular keyword phrase and focus on something else? Yeah, I mean, it's all dependent, of course, on what that the purpose of that page is. Um, but I would definitely recommend not saying put all your eggs in the basket of trying to, you know, actually gain good traffic and good click-through rate from that particular keyword term. There might be more question-based keyword terms that you can try and target on that page instead. So just sort of grow that visibility for still relevant keywords, but perhaps with different search engine results page appearances um, that you could actually, you know, rank third and be on a standard, you know, search engine results page listing, just, you know, title, meta description and um, that type of result instead. So it's trying to sort of work around it, not necessarily cut it off altogether. I think you still need to make sure you're targeting for that keyword if it is relevant to what that page is about. Um, but it's finding different avenues and um, perhaps of being visible for people who are still likely to, you know, want and to go on that page and see the information that's on that page. And the number two SERP feature to be aware of in 2023, short videos. Yes, um, I think everyone is aware by now of the rapid growth of, you know, the likes of TikTok. Um, and last year, you know, it was found to be showing on, you know, search engine results pages. And then more recently, sort of YouTube, perhaps as a copycat um, approach, perhaps they had that idea all along. I can't consider on that. Um, but yeah, now YouTube is sort of introducing YouTube shorts, which are much shorter videos. It's a much different viewing experience as well. Like users are watching these short videos and then before they blink, they're watching the next one and the next one. Um, but these types of videos are now coming up and appearing on search engine results pages. So again, it's a case of if your you know, web 
website, if your website topic is apl applicable to these types of this type of content and these types of videos, it's worth experimenting on that. It's worth making sure that you do have a presence there because a user might be searching in a question that has quite a quick answer. Um, let's say, for example, how to clean a window effectively. Let's, let's go with that. In that situation, it's going to be a quick demonstration of someone cleaning a window, the different steps involved. You know, we're looking at, you know, 20 to 30 seconds at most. So being able to have that content there in different types will definitely sort of help your visibility on the search engine result, um, search engine results pages. And then alongside that, you know, if you've got a page like a blog post that, again, answers that question in written text, you can look to sort of rank highly for that particular page. And um, already you've got two different SERP features appearing on that same search engine results page. So again, it's one to be aware of. I think it's something that's going to short videos, whether it is via TikTok or whether it's via YouTube or even a new competitor may come along to compete. Those types of results are going to be appearing on Google results more and more often. Um, so A, it's good to be aware of that because again, that could be something that pushes down your actual appearance on the search engine results page for, you know, a standard title and meta description result. Um, but at the same time, it is, well, can my website or can my client produce these types of videos to sort of appear in those spaces? And number three, what to watch? What to watch, yes. Um, so this was another interesting one that I found by accident. So I was searching top Netflix shows and... Um, I got sort of an almost tiled appearance coming up on the top of the search engine results page, but it said it was based on uh, recommended for me personally. So I went on the learn more button that came up next to it and it was explaining how it was sort of linked to my Netflix account, how the results were based on, you know, my previous viewing history. Also, I'm assuming at this point that it's based on, you know, my demographics, you know, my gender, my age, my location. So I found that particularly interesting because while, say, we can't compete with the likes of Netflix to sort of appear there in that space, um, it could perhaps open up applications for other types of search results. So, for example, if I'm searching for top holidays for me, it might do it based on previous holidays I've booked or previous um, searches I've made for particular countries or particular holiday types. It could uh, open up to, say... If I'm searching for T-shirts, the results might be based on T-shirts that I've previously bought. So, yeah, it opens up a whole lot of possibility for other topics other than just, say, top Netflix shows, which perhaps we don't have much control of. I see this as kind of a bit of a challenge um, for SEOs because it sort of presents your, prevents your ability to show up if users haven't perhaps gone on your website or searched the type of products that you offer. Previously, it may just start constantly recommending similar products and similar brands and um, that perhaps you've bought in the past. So given the underdog, perhaps less of a chance of appearing in that area. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I mean, I, I, I love your left field mention of Netflix. Um, but um, it's, it's actually quite important because it uh, gives SEOs an additional window into the minds of, 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 of searchers, of people who are looking for specific keyword phrases and where they're likely to go next. And I think it's easy to optimise for certain keyword phrases, but, but not, even, not really think of the, the whole likely search experience after that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it just it's, it's always useful to just be able to look into these things a bit more and just trying to predict what Google will do next <laughs> with those types of search features. You know, I can imagine that to be quite a, quite a successful feature to add 
for people to be able to see results, you know, based on their previous, you know, viewing history, etc. So it's a case of what other applications that Google will sort of bring and add um, to that as well. And does that relate to number four, refining the search as well? Uh, a little bit, yeah. So this one has probably been around for a little while, started seeing the results back in 2022, um, where you would type in a search term, for example, how does an air fryer work? And uh, straight away, it's suggesting ways to refine that search further. Um, so it's suggesting how does an air fryer work versus an oven? How does an air fryer work versus a microwave? That Those types of refined suggestions are coming up and right at the top, you know, before any results come up, a similar example was uh, I typed in how to grow apples <laughs> in an attempt to try and find these types of results. And again, it was like straight away um, asking me to refine it by say Gala apples or, you know, Granny Smith apples or any other type of apple. So straight away, it was getting the user to search more specifically in a much more niche way and um, before they even stopped to actually look at what results were coming up. And this is quite interesting. Obviously, from Google's perspective, it helps the user to find what they're looking for easier. So users are happy with Google and they'll continue to use Google. Um, but at the same time, it's a great opportunity for, say, websites with lesser authority to be able to start appearing um, in search results when perhaps they would have been blocked off by people typing in broader keyword searches. So uh, an underdog, underdog could write a blog post on, say, how to grow gala apples more effectively, and they're much more likely to have that page seen and visible because the user has been guided to refine their search just a bit further than just typing in how to grow apples, which perhaps would return a more authoritative site in the results. And kind of just drilling down into your example a little bit more, for that specific example, how to grow gala apples more effectively. So if, if that's something, if, if that's a search or an area that um, Google directed the user towards after searching for how to grow apples, is that exactly the same as searching for the term how to grow gala apples more effectively? Or is it a slightly different set of results um, if Google directs the user to that particular set of results. Does that make sense? Am I explaining myself correctly? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I'm, I would assume at this point that it would be a similar um, presentation of results, but it may change uh, slightly because the more of the context is on how to grow apples and then the gala apples is sort of a secondary addition um, to the yeah. search results. So again, you might just see a bit more broader terms show up than perhaps if you typed in straight away how to grow gala apples. But I imagine the results would be quite similar. And then again, that gives Google some sort of feedback and learnings in terms of what users are actually searching for when they're searching more broader terms and helps understand, you know, user intent, that type of thing. So yeah, again, it's similar to the to the Netflix example that we discussed previously. In the previous point, it's Google again just trying to make those search results much, much more personalized and much, much more specific to what the user is actually looking for rather than trying to guess uh, what they're intended. There are many layers to the onion to peel off and uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> you've got to explore, explore what's right for your industry. But let, let's move on to the Pareto Pickle. So Pareto says that you can get 80% of your results from 20% of your efforts. So what's one SEO activity that you would recommend that provides incredible results from modest levels of effort? Okay, so my tip is sort of on topic. So it's all about the featured snippet. Um, so this is a cert feature that's been around for a very, very long time now. Yeah, so it's all about 
looking at your existing content on your site so you don't have to write any new content at all. Are there edits that you can make to that existing content to be a bit more featured feature snippet friendly. Um, So for example, if you've got a question, let's say, how do I clean my car quickly? Got a lot of cleaning examples in this this talk show today. Yeah, so the content underneath it, is it answering that question directly? Are you perhaps using bullet points or numbered lists, or are you just sort of dumping a load of content underneath? So being able to structure it clearly, you know, having that direct answer, utilizing bullet points, numbered lists, you know, clear to crawl tables, you know, if, if necessary, just going, going into your existing content and making those few slight tweaks can make the difference between that keyword, you know, ranking, say, second or third, and then changing that to that keyword ranking first, or hopefully appearing for a featured snippet. Uh, and again, this is only, say, you know, five to 10 minutes of work at most and you could see your click-through rate, see your traffic, see your rankings, you know, increase fairly quickly from just making those small few changes. I've been your host David Bain. You can find Bethany Weatherhead over at ruddyduck.digital. Bethany, thanks so much for being on the In Search SEO podcast. Amazing. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for listening. Check out all the previous episodes and sign up for a free trial of the Rank Ranger platform over at rankranger.com.